You're listening to Sunday Worship at Weddington Methodist Church. Find more ways to worship, fellowship, serve, study, and be supported at WeddingtonChurch.org. I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to Jeremiah 31. I'll share with you in this message today, we are going to share a variety of scriptures. This is just one of the scriptures we'll be looking at, but you may want to make note of Jeremiah 31, 3. But will you join me in prayer? Almighty God, we are so grateful for the privilege of worship and now for the opportunity to study your holy word And God, as I stand before these, your people, this is your church. I pray that this will be your message and not my own. Through the name of Jesus Christ, amen. It was about 30 years ago that a pastor in Winston-Salem area, who was also a marriage counselor, wrote a book that began to change relationships. Now, that book is still used very much today. That book is entitled, The Five Love Languages. Many of you have read it. Oftentimes, when I am working with couples or preparing a couple for marriage, doing their premarital work, I'll ask, have you read the book? Many have read the book. Others know about the book. Others have looked at the five love languages. Some have taken the test to see what love language they have. It's an important tool just to begin to figure out how do we receive love? How do we share love? How do we best express love to someone else that we care about? Why? Well, love is such a powerful gift. It's a powerful gift that that we receive. It's a powerful gift that we can give. But we often love differently. Now, love is also a powerful part of our faith because just listen, for example, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, we hear God is love. And so then we find out the essence of our God is love. And then in John 3, 16, we have that beautiful passage of Scripture that's the essence of the gospel, and that is, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And in a season like Lent, we start understanding what love really looks like and what giving the only begotten Son really means. And then when Jesus was asked in Matthew 22, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus responds with two. Jesus always did a buy one, get one free. He gave the first commandment, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and your mind. And then he said the second one's likened unto it, and that is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Loving God, loving others. Jesus said, on these hang all the law and the prophet. The scriptures of the Old Testament hang on this concept. Loving God, loving others. But love and loving can be difficult. How do we do it when we tend to show and receive love so differently? So Gary Chapman then put together these five different love languages to help us begin to understand languages like words of affirmation, 
For some of us, when someone says something affirming to us, when somebody says, I love you, when someone says, you are awesome, you did a great job, I'm proud of you, that just changes their world. It's the way they hear and receive love. And when we're able to offer it that way, it becomes an incredible gift. For others, it is gifts. Something that says, when I'm away from you, I was still thinking about you, and I picked this up for you. It can be something big, but it can also be something small. It really is the thought that counts. I was thinking of you and got you this. For others, it's quality time, sharing life together, and, and not just time together in the same room, but actually sharing life, intimate quality time where we're talking together, experiencing things together. For some, it's acts of service. If you love me, won't you show me by helping out somehow, doing things for another person, making a difference in their lives. It may be that I saw that this needed to be done, so I did this so you could rest. Or I did this so you could go and enjoy that. And for others, the gift is touch. There's something about touch, being in someone's presence to the point that we feel touch. That sense of Closeness. Now, we typically like all five, but there's often one that will stand out a little bit more to us. So we think about how we express and receive love. We're called to love others, yes, but we're also called to love God. And God also loves us with the five love languages. So during the five Sundays of the season of Lent, we're going to be looking at the five love languages of God and how God loves us through these languages, how we then can express our love to God this way. The season of Lent, this journey with Jesus to the cross, is that ultimate expression of love. This cross and the journey that Jesus takes to Jerusalem proves to us that God truly loves the world. Now words, words of affirmation, words in general are powerful. Words can shape us and words can also break us. We have to be careful with words. We have the ability to remember and actually studies show that once something is etched in our brain, it is there. And so we have to be careful with words because we're making marks that either inspire or tear down. So when we look at some of the words, for example, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18 said, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 15, verse 4, The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 18, verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death. And Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful 
for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Words, they help shape us. Now, one of my favorite movies to watch was actually back on television the other day. You know those times when you come in and you're tired and you just go flicking through the channels trying to find something and you think to yourself, I have 200 channels and there's nothing to watch. Finally, moved across and there was a replay of The Help. You may have seen the movie The Help. It's a pretty powerful movie. Shares a lot about human nature we may not care for, but there's some very precious scenes in there as well. And one of the beautiful scenes is this nanny by the name of Abilene who is taking care of this little girl named May. May's mother is a little challenging. Clearly had not read those Proverbs and Scriptures that I shared about the tongue because she knew how to use one to rip up and tear down others. Her values and the things that she thought was important was not the things God would normally look at as important. And here's this beautiful little girl. And Miss Abilene is really trying to make sure she can hear something positive, experience something positive, and become the kind of person that God is seeking for her to be. Miss Abilene's a very strong Christian, very spiritual person. And she would kneel down regularly in front of this little girl, look her in the eyes, and say to her, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Some of the most precious scenes are when that little girl looks at Miss Abilene as she's teaching and she's repeating back to her, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Because she knew these words shape and she wanted this little girl to be shaped in these affirming words that would make a difference in her life. I find it interesting, many of us talk a lot, many of us use words constantly, but sometimes we have difficulties sharing the important words. Words like, I love you. We can love someone with all of our heart, but still struggle at times trying to find the way to tell them that, whether it's our spouse, whether it's our children, whether it's our parents or our siblings or a neighbor, a friend. Sometimes we struggle opening up and sharing those deep words, those words that can really make a difference in someone's life. And there are many of us that are longing to hear those words. We're longing for someone to say to us, you are, you are kind, you're smart, you're important, you're loved. I love you. We need to hear those words, words of affirmation that can help shape and build us. Well, God offers you those words and it's throughout this beautiful scripture. As a matter of fact, this scripture is known as the word of God and God's word constantly seeks to tell you how valued you are. From the moment that God created you in Genesis 1, looked at you and said, Behold, it is very good. 
very good. But here's some of these powerful words. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 that I mentioned. Listen to these beautiful words. God said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Isaiah 54 verse 10. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Proverbs 8 verse 17. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently, find me. Isaiah 43 verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Now listen to this. I have called you by name. You are mine. Isaiah 43, verse 4, Because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. Jesus says in John 15, verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And one of the most beautiful scriptures that we've already referred to is where Jesus says, sometimes we forget that it is Jesus himself who looks at Nicodemus, Jesus himself who now looks at you and says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. If you've attended this church long, you've heard me share before, my favorite word in John 3.16 is the little word, so. Not only are you loved, for God loved the world, but God so loved the world. Not only are you loved by God, but this cross... This season, as we walk with Jesus, says you are so loved. Words of affirmation, hear these words from God. You could not be more loved. You could not be more loved than the way God loves you. Years ago, Janet Paschal, who was a contemporary Christian singer, had this beautiful song that was called Written in Red. Now sometimes the words that we share, words of affirmation, are, are words that are verbally shared, and sometimes we can write words. For some of us, it's hard for us to say things. We're better writing words. Listen to what the song says about Written in Red. It says, Down through the ages, God wrote His love. With the same hands that suffered and bled, giving all 
that he had to give a message so easily read. I love you. I love you. That's what Calvary said. I love you. I love you. I love you, and it's written in red. I always love that image that God's I love you was written in red. Now, the challenging thing becomes, how do we then share our love back with God using words of affirmation. It's just one of the ways that God expresses love for us. We can express love for God, but words are so vitally important. And one of the ways that we can express our love for God is in our testimony, just in sharing about our love with God with others. I love the way Psalm 9, for example, puts it in verse 1, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, almost high. And Psalm 34, 1 has been one of my favorite scriptures from the time I was a teenager where it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Listen to this. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Where we are sharing our love with God with the words that we express. His praise will continually be in my mouth. To share with others. One of the, the most wonderful gifts that you can give to someone who is one whose love language is words of affirmation is to let them hear you tell others how much you love them. It's a beautiful gift when we look at someone and we share with them, I love you. That is powerful. But it is also powerful when that someone that we love dearly hears us tell someone else how much I love you. And for God, one of the great gifts that we give to God, one of the ways that we can express our love for God in amazing ways is when God gets to hear us share with someone else, this is how much I love my God. A power that it makes. But another way we express with words our love for God is by telling God directly, and we call that prayer. Prayer is simply conversation with God. I think we have made prayer so difficult. We sometimes have all these systems, and they may work for some people. They never really work for me. Prayer for me changed when I understood prayer is simply conversation with God. Just talk to God. There have been some things this week happening in our denomination. I was in the car one day and just riding it, and God and I were just having a real conversation. I talked to God like I talked to someone else, and I'm just sharing, God, man, this is a mess. I, I don't know how you stand what's going on today. And we just have a real conversation. I want to be faithful to you, God. I just want to be faithful and be the pastor and, and lead the church that you would have us be. 
because I love you. You hear intimacy, for example, in Psalm 139, verse 13, where you hear the the psalmist reaching up to God and going, for it was you, you who formed my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. That's a conversation to God. You are the one who knit me together in my mother's womb. I, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. Or you hear again a prayer in Psalm 119, beginning of verse 103, that says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. But if you're thinking, yeah, but I'm just not the greatest at prayer sometimes and testimony sometimes. There's another way that our words of affirmation can express to God how much we love Him, and that's through songs. See, I was just sharing with you from the Psalms, but the Psalms were the hymnal of the Hebrew people. It was the hymnal of the early church. Those were the songs that Jesus sang growing up. And when we, we sing songs to God, it's a powerful thing. I mean, listen to some of the songs like Psalm 146, beginning of verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises. To my God, my whole life long. Singing, it's a way of sharing with God those words of affirmation. And others get to hear our testimony as we're singing in the presence of others as the church. But it's a praise to God. Psalm 69, verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. And then we sing hymns on Sunday mornings now and various times throughout the week. Different songs that are not necessarily from the Psalms. Many are taken from them, but one of my favorite, for example, is Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Listen to that. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. I I can't sing to you enough. If I had a thousand tongues to be able to sing your praise, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. It's words of affirmation to God, words of testimony of how much we love God to others. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all Thy works shall praise Thy name in earth and sky and sea. Another majestic hymn that's offering praise to God and a testimony all at the same time. And in our church, we have traditional worship, we have praise and worship, contemporary worship, and we've often debated how long is a song contemporary before it's no longer contemporary. 
But one of the songs that our praise team sings on a regular basis that I love when we sing it together, it's called, I Raise a Hallelujah. It goes like this, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody, a song. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. I raise a hallelujah. Words. Words are so important because they shape us. They mold us. And many of us are longing to hear the words, I love you. This season of Lent, this journey to the cross, the scriptures that we have shared, hear this word. God has said, you are so loved. So loved. He has claimed you. He has named you. You are His. You could not be more loved. And now let us, the church, offer our words of affirmation, our words of love to our God and our testimony, letting God hear as we share with others how much we love Him. Let us share with God how much we love Him by just telling Him. We call it prayer. Conversation with God. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice and songs. When we join together to sing, or when you're singing all along hymns of praise, a beautiful way to share with God in melody, I love you. Words mold and shape us. Words can break us too. That's why God wanted you to hear the precious words of how much indeed you are loved. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Amen.